Welcome back, guys. It's four wins in June. There's been a lot happening in the NBA, a lot of trades, right? It's been insane, but this is why we love the NBA. It's so entertaining, so fluid. I know a lot of people get mad when stars leave teams and all, but I love it. It keeps it fresh, keeps it uh, entertaining for the fans. You never know what's going to happen next, and I think yesterday proved it. Yeah, this trade deadline was probably one of the craziest I've ever seen. I mean, I know yeah. I haven't followed the NBA for 20-plus years, but uh, in my lifetime, this is the craziest it's been. Yeah, it was like boom, boom, boom. Like You had to refresh Twitter constantly just to find it. Uh, shout out Elon for not having Twitter go down today. That would have been massive if it was. But it was entertaining. Sham and Woj were both on our game. I think they both broke like 10 or 11 de- uh, deals each, so they were both on top of it. Um, but it was, it was crazy up until that 3 p.m. Eastern deadline, and they, yeah. the trades kept t- coming in. Yeah, we're going to get into that. We're going to do deep dive into the trades all around the league. But we want to kind of flash back to LeBron breaking the scoring record. We have to give him his flowers for that, yeah. of course. That's a great accomplishment. I don't think either of us ever thought that Kareem's record would be broken. But no. it, it it was broken last, last Tuesday, right? Yeah, it was broken last Tuesday when the Thunder came to L.A. to play the Lakers. Um, and you could honestly tell that LeBron was going to do it. He showed up in the all-black suit. He wore his way in the headphones with the scoring title number on his on top. He brought his whole kids. Kareem was in, the, in there. Adam Silver was in there. So not a great look for the NBA scripted crowd because it, it definitely looked a little scripted. But for but sure, for sure. LeBron came out. He shot really well, hit a three to open the game, uh, drove to the lane, got a bunch of and ones. He, he had that look in his eye. He wanted it that night, and he definitely earned it. Yeah, he scored efficiently. He shot the ball well. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you could tell he wanted it. Uh, it took him three quarters to do it. He asked his – I thought it was funny that he showed him and Bronny and yeah. uh, Bryce, right? Yeah. Those are kids. They uh, – he was like, should I get the record? And he's like, <laughs> yeah, do it. And so he's like, okay, I'll yeah. get it then. Hey, speaking of Bronny and Bryce, did you see they were in Jordan shoes? Really? <laughs> yeah, they were both wearing Jordans on the day fun. LeBron breaks the record. Oh, and Phil Knight was sitting right next to him, yeah, too. Yeah, it's pretty was, funny. There's tons of stars out for that game, of course. It's a legendary game. The tickets prices, it was worth it. It didn't happen in Milwaukee, so as much funny it would have been to see people drop 100 grand and watch it not happen, it did. That's true. We we do have to say, though, the Lakers did lose to the Thunder. Yeah. So what's really important here? Is it winning or is it getting the scoring title? And I think that night was... Clearly getting the scoring title. Yeah, I think AD, when he, when he was sitting on the bench for LeBron's ceremony where their NBA was kissing his butt. Um, and so, you know, it, I think AD was most of the Lakers fans, the real Lakers fans, like, bro, we're losing to the Thunder. Can we please just beat them? And as soon as LeBron breaks the record in the fourth quarter, he sits out most of it. And he just doesn't really care. He doesn't come back out, pass off core and offensive possessions, air balls a three, and then goes back on the bench. Leaves a winnable game in the hands of Westbrook. It's just... It, it's impressive he broke the record. Congratulations, LeBron. Yeah, but course. you can like, beat the Thunder, man. Yeah, come on. It's like win too. It's like it's. I kind of the Thunder are above to, you in the standings too. You need the win. I kind of compare it to like opening night for like NBA champions, like mm-hmm. this last year the Warriors versus Lakers, right? Yeah. It was like, oh, is the championship all that hype going to get in the way? And no, it's like just yeah. go out and win. So it's yeah, like <laughs> it was a little scripted for sure with the whole dress and the numbers yeah. and everyone there. But I think you want to win the game, too. I think yeah. that would have been more impressive. He was thinking a little bit too much about his Lobos after the party and all that stuff and shouting people out to actually win the game. It was interesting. That um, was Westbrook's last game, too. It was. So at least he got win his history. Yeah. And just saying, uh, 
Westbrook got sent to Salt Lake and AD didn't for the All-Star game. Just saying. Uh, that's true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that trade later. But real quick, we want to predict who, who do you think is going to break the scoring record next? Obviously, LeBron is going to play for probably two or three more years. He's going to get up to 40, 42, 44,000 points, which can be an insane feat. People mm-hmm. are going to have to average like 20 points a game for like a good 15, 20 years to break it. For sure. I mean, you have to look at the young guys, right? Like yeah. we're all talking about Cam Thomas, right, scoring 40s like yeah. consistently. But I don't know. Um, it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. You, yeah. you could have – you know, when Bayana come up and, and uh, we haven't seen him play, but there's a lot of hype around yeah. it. But if he gets in the league and he stays healthy and he, we totally know he can shoot, he can score and dunk it, yeah. anything. So we'll see. But yeah, for sure. What, what do you think? Um, I think the first name that comes to mind is definitely Luka Doncic. I think Luka Doncic, he's already been in the league for three, four years now, and he's proven he can score at an insane clip. Mm-hmm. So as long as he plays in the league for 20 years, which now he's talked about, he doesn't want to play for that long. He wants to go live on his farm in Slovenia. Yeah, that's the only um, thing, right? It's like so, you have to play till yeah. you're 40. If, Le- if Luka does that, then I think he could break it. Um, obviously, I'm a little biased, but I think Jason Tatum has a good shot. Mm-hmm. I think he's scoring really well at the beginning of his career, especially with the improving uh, shooting the three-point ball. Um, you may not know this, but Tatum's about to uh, be the youngest player to hit 1,000 threes in the NBA, so... Pretty fun fact there. And catch up to Steph. Probably not. <laughs> Steph's <laughs> record is insane. I'll probably put Steph's three-point record and John Stockton's assist record in the two records I don't think will ever be broken. Probably. probably. I mean, LeBron's is going to be really hard, too, at, when it's it all said and done. Just because of, like, how long you have to play. Like, yeah. it's not, like, an, it's not as much impressive, like, the scoring per year, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just that he's been playing yeah. so long. So, that's the thing with with Doncic. Like, sure, he's a, he's a better scorer, like per year mm-hmm. already. But if he's gonna live on his farm or not, right? Yeah, if he goes and high uh, retires in the NBA, and we never see him again. Then before he breaks the record, I think it's the only thing that's gonna stop him. Yeah. But he, I think he's the probably the one most on pace to break it. Yeah, that that's a good pick. I like that. We'll have to see. Hopefully, some of these young players can have that goal. You know. Yeah. Just I mean, to play forever and who knows? Cam Thomas is gonna average forty now, so yeah. uh, Kyrie's gone. <laughs> so so far so good, right? Yeah. Um, I think that that's it, kind of around the league, um, with with scoring, with records. Um, so let's just drive dive in. Yeah, that's what you guys want to hear. Yeah. That's what the episode's all about. It's the trades, of course. So we all know what happened. We we talked about Kyrie last week. Um, KD happened. We will talk about KD, but we want to kind of just do the the smaller trades first. So we'll start off with um, the Kings. So the Kings made a move. They got Kessler Edwards from the Brooklyn Nets for David Michinew or whatever. I don't know his last name. Yeah, if we mispronounce these names, don't uh, kill us. (laughs) Yeah. Some of these names are pretty hard. So I don't know much about Kessler Edwards. Um, his contract is pretty cheap. I think it was just, you know, a move just to get a player, a different player, see what happens. Yeah, it just seems more like a nothing trade, honestly. It happened uh, before the uh, right after the Kyrie trade, um, so I'm not really sure what they were trying to do there, but it happened. That one happened, okay. And then this is a big one. The, the Nuggets traded away Thomas Bryant 
to no, the they got Thomas or they got Bryant. Thomas Bryant. Yes, yeah. they got Thomas Bryant. Sorry, my bad. And they they traded away Bones Highland um, mm-hmm. to the Clippers, and they sent Devon Reed. Was that right? Devon Reed and yeah. Mohammed. No, and then the Lakers got. So this is sorry. This is a four team trade. These are kind of hard to track, but the the Lakers involved Thomas Bryant. They sent away him, and they got Devon Reed and, and Mo Bamba and two second-round picks. Um, and then the Magic got Patrick Beverly from the Lakers, and then the Clippers got Bones Highland from the Nuggets. Yeah. So it was really just kind of switching around lower end of the rotation role players. I really like that Denver got Thomas Bryant. I think he's going to be a good backup for Nikola Jokic. I think this probably puts DeAndre Jordan's status in uh, Denver in question. I wouldn't be surprised if they buy him out or wave him or let him go. Yeah. Because um, I think Thomas Bryant is a clear upgrade over him. For sure. But I know Denver fans are broken up to see Bones Highland go. I know he's a fan favorite over there. But in reality, he probably just wasn't getting many touches as he wants. I heard him and Mike Malone weren't getting along well. Yeah, I think um, he was in a walk in the yeah. offseason. So it's better that they just get – something from him. I think they got some picks from him. Yeah, I think they got a couple second-round picks. Yeah. Um, and then the Lakers. I don't really understand this for the Lakers, honestly, because— I think the Lakers just didn't like Pat Bev. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't and, like Pat Bev, but for the Thomas Bryant yeah. one— Well, Thomas Bryant requested a trade. He did. Yeah, he wasn't happy with the minutes he was getting since AD was back, and so he requested a trade, which is— is That's fair, yeah. Uh, props to the Lakers for doing it because he's won in a contract year. Yeah. He wants to be somewhere he can play and show that he can be impactful to get more money in the offseason. Um, so well, he's honored had a great it. year, I think. Yeah, he's had a great year. But it's, it's, like you said, minutes have gone down since they did get back. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers did right by him. They said, okay, we'll move you. We'll try and get another piece. And they got Mo Bamba, uh, who can kind of fill that role. And yeah. so props to the Lakers for doing that, helping him out. And hopefully he thrives over in Denver. For sure. And like you said, I think they wanted to get rid of Pat Bev. So, right, you, yeah. you sent him to the – the Magic, and you send a pick yeah. to the Lakers. Which, also got two second yeah. rounders, but <laughs> which will we'll knock out both the Lakers trades right now. The other one is the bigger one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the massive three team deal that kind of started off trade uh, this last two days, which was J'Angelo Russell returning to LA um, for the second time, and then the Lakers also got Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt from the Jazz. Uh, in return, the Timberwolves got Mike Conley and a three first round, three second round picks and the kill Alexander Walker from the Jazz, as well as the Utah Jazz got Russell Westbrook and Juan Descano-Anderson, Damian Jones, and that also covered it uh, Lakers' 2027 first-round pick. Well, that's top four protected. Yeah, I think this is a great trade for all teams, honestly. At first, I didn't really understand what the the Jazz were doing, but then it made more sense that they're you know just clearing more space, um, getting that first-round pick, and... You know, just opening the door yeah. up for the future, which Danny Ainge does that. He did that for the yeah. Celtics. Um, I like the the trade for uh, the L.A. Lakers because you oh, get yeah. shooting. The Lakers are great. Um, <laughs> with D'Angelo Russell and Malik Beasley. And you also get that hustle kind of Pat Bev player without all the Pat Bev drama. Yeah. Yeah, and Russell Westbrook, he was playing better for the Lakers this year coming off the bench. He was favorite for the sixth man of the year award. Um, so they're definitely going to have to fill that void a little bit, but – I think from a locker room perspective, I think Russell Westbrook just didn't see eye-to-eye with the Lakers, and so I think it works out well. 
Now, we all know he's not going to stay in Utah. Him and Utah have had their beef for a while, so he's probably going to get bought out. But like you said, Danny Ainge was able to turn the extras from the Rudy Gobert trade into the most coveted pick in the league right now. Everyone wanted that Lakers first-round pick. Yeah. And so to turn the the well, things on the Timberwolves. Four. Yeah, it's still yeah. top four, but it's still valuable. Oh, yeah. Um, And so for them to turn the throw-ins from another trade into the most valuable pick in the league right now, mm-hmm. um, props to Danny Ainge, great deal. They have tons of cap space this year, and I think this is a team the Jazz wanted to kind of not tank, but lose games. No, yeah, for sure. And you wanted to build around, you know, Markinen and yeah. Edward or Kessler. Walker, or, Walker Kessler. Kessler and uh, what's his name? The last one. Colin Sexton. Sexton. Yeah. yeah. So, like, those those young guys, you, that's who you would build around. Yeah, and they still have, like, Kelly Olenek to be a veteran presence there. I'm surprised he didn't get moved. I know yeah. a lot of teams are interested in him. Yeah, and hopefully, let's just highlight the Lakers a little more. We talked about D'Angelo Russell kind of this season. He's kind yeah. of been kind of off. But in the past, he's proven that he can score, that he can be a good point guard in this yeah. league. I think that he, going back to the Lakers, I think he has a good shot to do that. Yeah. Um, just his play style, him playing with LeBron is going to be a lot better than playing yeah. with Gobert and, and Towns. Um, just the IQ on that court is going to be a lot better in a situation like this than in Minnesota. And also Minnesota, we can highlight a little bit with that. Hey, real quick, speaking of Minnesota, um, some breaking news has dropped out the NBA. Oh. The all-star replacements just got announced. Um, so, of that. course, Steph, Steph Curry, Zion Williamson, and KD uh, were all injured. They're going to be out for the all-star game. So now Joel Embiid is going to be a starter for the East. John Morant replaces Steph Curry. And Laurie Markinen replaces uh, Zion Williamson in the starting lineups. Oh, wow. And then the replacements for those players is going to be Anthony Edwards gets the all-star nod. De'Aaron Fox gets the all-star nod. There we go. And Pascal Siakam gets the all-star nod for in, in replacement of KD. Okay. So, great job, NBA. I think it was a great picks. Um, I'm glad you didn't go with another forward to replace Zion Williamson. Both those guards deserve it. They have a good season. Shout out De'Aaron Fox. Well-deserved. Um, yeah. So, good job, NBA. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I think the only one, Siakam, but you have to put in a forward, yeah. right? Can't, More I mean, or less. Maybe. Yeah. Adam Silver just a, picks whoever he wants at this point. Yeah. If it was a guard, I'd put Brunson. Yeah. But, but Siakam see, deserves it. The Raptors um, deserve to have an all-star. Yeah. He's having a good year. So. No, he's he's really. And shout Laurie Markkinen, all-star starter, wow. as he should have been. Um, in Utah, the fans are going to love it. Yeah. It's good for the league. It's good for Utah. It's good all around. And you know it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. I guess so. Yeah. So a little what about Anthony Davis, though? Anthony Davis played like 26 games. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Yeah. So, so does Zion. But yeah. That, but he's we, not playing. We, we already talked about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just a little breaking news there. Breaking uh, you heard news. it here first on the fir- uh, Four Wins in June pod. Hey, there we go. <laughs> we're going to do better at that. So, that, that was nice. That was yeah. nice. Um, but, yeah, we're, we're still in the Conley uh, with, with Minnesota. Just talk a little bit about, about him. Um, my take last time was that he's not a starting point guard on a, a playoff team. Um, but Don't worry, he, I've been roasting him for that take. He could he could be um, a, a starting point guard on a first round exit team. <laughs> it we'll just so see. happens that a lot of the good point guards are in the West. It's if true. Mike Conley was on an East team, he'd probably be at one of the top four point guards. I think probably yeah. And so Mike Conley on the Timberwolves, I think what their goal is is they saw how well him and Rudy Gobert played in the Utah last year, and so they thought he could mesh well with them. Yeah. But 
I don't think it's going to work out that well because I think the Timberwolves system is just completely different from Utah. And I think that it's not going to be as fluid, especially with Conley Towns kind of um, meshing it, not meshing as well as Donovan Mitchell would have. Anthony Edwards doesn't fit Mike Conley's game as well. I really wish the Clippers got him. I still think Mike Conley is the perfect guard for the Clippers. But, you know, he's a good fit in Minnesota. I still don't think they make the playoffs with this. I think they uh, – I, I don't understand why you trade D'Angelo Russell um, mm-hmm. for Mike Conley. I mean, it's an okay trade for them. I just – I don't love it. Yeah, I think out of all the three, they're probably the the losers in that trade. But, hey, they got three second-round picks. They got some picks. That's the biggest – the hot topic of the trade deadline is the second-round picks. Second-round picks are king. That five-second-round <laughs> pick trade package is – oh. It's a new first-round pick. Another trade that involved some second-round picks was the San Antonio Spurs. They finally traded Jakob Pertl. They've been mm-hmm. talking about him all year, trading him. And, you know, they're trying to hype up his value, which is pretty funny. But he went back to the Raptors. Yep. That was pretty good. The Raptors got their boy back after sacrificing him for Kawhi in that championship in 2019. So good to see him go back. The Celtics made a, a run at Jakob Pertl, as reported. But they didn't want to include a first-round pick. They included a couple seconds, mm-hmm. which after the trades yesterday, I'm not sure why they didn't accept it. That's true. But, you know, it was before the second-round pick frenzy. Mm-hmm. So the Spurs declined the Celtics' offer and went with Toronto of Ken Birch and the first-round pick. Yeah, that first-round pick is key there. And speaking of the Celtics, the Celtics got Mike Muscala. Yep. What do you, what do you think about that? I think it's a perfect trade. This is, it's, it's exactly what I wanted. I would have preferred JaVale McGee just because I think he's a better rim protector and he has that championship experience. But you have that with uh, Rob Williams, right? He doesn't have the championship experience, but yeah. Well, not the, yeah, yeah but, but the rim protecting. That's here. the reason why we needed front court depth is because Rob Williams missed his games. Yeah. And that's why I brought Mike Muscala. But I think Mike Muscala will fit really well in the Celtics because, fun fact, Mike Muscala is the best three-point shooter at big. So he's kind of like an he's shooting an like forty percent from three. Kind of like a big Al. Yeah, he could be an Al replacement as Al gets older, maybe. Um, but I think he's gonna fit in really well, especially with Tatum and Brown driving and kicking, and Marcus Smart's assists, Brogdon's assists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he fits in really well, especially just to give a Justin Jackson who yeah, we're probably gonna wave anyways. Exactly. And two second round picks. So I think it's a great trade. Good job, Brad. Didn't trade any of the pieces. I'm glad Payne Pritchard's still there. Yeah, I think this trade was good for them. I think. I, I I told you earlier. I think if they didn't have the Gallinari get injured, they probably mm-hmm. wouldn't make this trade. Yeah. So that's so why I was saying like, it's the Gallinari replacement. But yeah, um, yeah. Which, Gallinari is tugging at the heartstrings. He made a couple of posts these last couple of days about how excited he is to play for the Celtics. I'm like, come on, Brad, you can't trade him after this. Yeah. yeah. Come on. <laughs> Hopefully he can he can wear the jersey at least once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, next one we want to talk about is the Josh Hart. Deal. Yeah, did you see the Jalen Brunson reaction for this? Yeah. That was sick. He's getting back together to yeah. Villanova boys. Uh, for those of you who didn't see it, Jalen Brunson was getting his jersey retired by Villanova when uh, the news broke that his Villanova teammate was getting traded to the Knicks. And he had, he had an awesome reaction. It was super good vibes. So I'm excited to see them play together. Yeah, so the, the Knicks gave away Cam Reddish and I think it was a first-round pick. Uh, yeah, protected like first-round pick, top 14. For for Josh Hart, I think it's a great deal for both teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure exactly what the Trailblazers are trying to do. I think Damian Lillard, we, we already talked about Dame. He's yeah. 32. He's on a tear right now. We'll yeah. see how long he can keep it up. But Portland yeah. needs to act fast here coming yeah. up. It just I feel bad for Dame because, like, 
all the other teams in the West are getting their pieces. They're getting help. LeBron got D'Angelo Russell. Uh, the Suns got KD. Luka got Kyrie. And Dame gets Kevin Knox and Matisse Thybulle. Yeah. Like, I think I think this season, though, for the Trailblazers, they're kind of already thrown in the towel. But it just you sucks have to, to see Dame waste a year. It does, it, does, it does suck. But sometimes you have to do that. And for him, staying, staying on the Trailblazers, I think he knew yeah. that this is what was going to happen. So I expect a lot of happen like a lot of big deals will happen in the summer. Um, they'll be active with free agents, yeah. but until They're then, need to. Jeremy Grant's a free agent after this year, yeah. so he could walk for nothing now. But you you have a lot of players on the Raptors that are up. Um, yeah. A lot of other contracts like Kate or not Kate, but Kyrie. Yeah. Um, so who knows what could happen for them? But they're kind of preparing for big moves. I think a Kyrie Dan backcourt would be wild. Exactly, See, man. You never know. Um, another one, this one was pretty cool for the Warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have to just say, they first traded away Wiseman, which he's a he's the second overall pick, right? Yeah. Um, didn't really work out with them. He, I think he's a great player. He's going to be great. He just needs yeah. playing time in a different situation because right now we're trying to win, and he doesn't really add that. So really sad to, to waste that. It's a sunk cost, though. Um, but they gave up him for Sadiq Bay, and then they turned Sadiq Bay into five this story just kept getting added to second round wild. picks um, and Kevin Knox mm-hmm. so they got that from the Hawks so they traded uh, Sadiq Bay to the Hawks and got that and then they turned those five second rounders and Kevin Knox into Gary Payton the second they got their boy back we got him back baby they fumbled a the bag this offseason but they got him back we got him back we well yeah we did fumble the bag but in reality, we saved money. That's true. Because it was a big brain move because Wiseman had like 15, 15, 15 million on his on his contract yeah. and Gary Payton's only like 8 mil. Yeah. So like in all in essence you're saving I don't know how much in luxury tax when it comes out to it, but millions. Yeah. I think um, it was like 131 million dollars yeah. that they saved by trading Wiseman. Um, so from a money perspective, I can understand the Warriors trading. Yeah. So <laughs> That's a lot. So big brain move yeah, it sucks you lost a second like overall pick, but Gary Payton has proven himself as a great like asset for the Warriors. He already knows the system. He plays defense better like as best as anyone for mm-hmm. his position and he's a great he's a great like teammate. So yeah. I think it works well. I'm I'm gonna be happy to see him yeah. and DiVincenzo play together. That'll be nice. That'll be a nice backcourt for you guys, especially when Steph is getting his rest right now with that injury. Yeah. Um, get well soon, Steph. So, but also part of this this mess of a trade for the Blazers, they got Matisse Thybul from the Sixers. They um, did, yes. So that's huge for them. I really like Matisse Thybul's game. I know people roast him because he can't shoot, um, but his defense is insane. His his defense is elite. I think he'll play really well at Dame because who needs to shoot when you can pass the ball to Dame, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the easiest decision ever to pass the ball to Dame. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think Dame will love to play with Matisse Thybul, so that's at least a good pickup for them. Mm-hmm. And the the Sixers turned Matisse Thybul into um, Jaden McDaniels from the Hornets, who the Hornets got back like literally nothing but a couple picks for Jaden McDaniels. Yeah. Which is wild. I think and the, the Sixers, they got embarrassed by the the Celtics, and they realized they don't have any shooting, so they went out and replaced their best defensive player for some shooting. Yeah. Which is what, whatever you want to do. I uh, mean, you, Matisse Thybul barely uh, – could guard Jason Tatum, but now you're asking Jalen Daniels, who Jason Tatum just dropped 50 on. Yeah. Like, 
I'm sorry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep saying this, but the Sixers they're only a they're only a contender for for the title because of you know maybe someone on the Celtics <clears throat> foul baiting or maybe someone on the Bucks gets hurt. Um, but yeah, they're not going to win a championship with the team they have. They they're not winning with Joel Embiid and James Harden. I'm sorry. I'm just like, calling them out. It's not happening. Their play style sucks. Yeah. They're. I'm sorry for the Sixers fans who have pretend to like watching that. It's painful to yeah. watch. It's so slow. There's no ball movement. It's Harden and Embiid, and they do a, a flare screen sometimes. Mm-hmm. They do a pick and roll, and then it's just oh, who can flop the best? Yeah. So they flop, or James Harden dribbles the ball for thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Like it's just so boring. Yeah. There's no like fluid. There's no flow. There's no energy. Yeah. It's just. It's pretty late. And all these so. Sixers fans, they've been quiet since losing to the Celtics third stringers. But, yeah. <laughs> the, man, I feel bad for you. Yeah. Like, that just sucks to watch. Yeah. Well, moving on, we have uh, the Rockets and Clippers and Grizzlies. They were involved in a 3 team mm-hmm. deal. Houston sent away uh, Eric Gordon and some picks for John Wall. And then... Poor John Wall. The Clippers sent away... Um, Luke Kennard to the Grizzlies, and then the Grizzlies sent Danny Green to the Rockets. Yeah, and of course, the Bellevue second round picks so messed in there. Yeah. Um, I, I really feel bad for John Wall. He really did not like it in Houston. He did have a good experience. It was one of his lowest points in his life. Yeah. Um, so for him to go back there, I really hope they waive him or cut him so he can get out of there as fast as possible. For sure. I think, I think that'll happen for him. Um, and like we said, Westbrook earlier. I honestly think the winner of this trade, probably the the Clippers, in my opinion, just with those picks, because they turned they turned Luke Kennard, who's a great shooter. He's probably like he's probably the best player out of all of these yeah. players, but they turned him into Eric Gordon, which is a veteran of that position. Yeah, but and no, like I'm saying, like the picks too. So like, I, you get three picks. And the Eric Clippers Gordon, are very who's like active. a little little decline from yeah. Kennard, but he brings that veteran presence. He's been to the Western Conference But you Conference don't need veteran before. presence. You have Kawhi and Paul George. That's true. Like, but, I, I just don't understand. Like, the Clippers are very active, and I know they probably got outbid for Mike Conley. They weren't able to get the right price for Fabian Fleet. And I just don't understand what their image is right now because they're loaded at the wing position. Yeah. Kawhi, Paul George, Norman Powell, Robert Covington, now Eric Gordon. It's like... Well, they also traded for Plumlee, too. Yeah, so they got but, like, they Jackson. still have Zubac. Yeah. So, like, they still have all these guys, but, like, they don't have a good point guard to mesh well with them. But they can go Russell Westbrook or Pat Bev in the, in the bio market. Like, that's not going to work. Yeah. And I, I, I love Luke Kennard's game. I think he's a great shooter. Mm-hmm. I think he's he has fun. He's he's good team uh, chemistry out there. And to bring in Eric Gordon, which is, I don't think is an upgrade. No, it's I just, don't. I yeah, like I said, I don't think it's an upgrade. I think they're just and he costs of, more. He costs twenty million. They're kind of similar, but you get those picks too. So yeah, but I mean, I I just don't know what the Clippers are doing, man. Yeah, they're well, yeah. In in essence, why did they even do the trade? Yeah, but because that's not what they needed. Which, they uh, needed an actual point yeah. guard. So like, why wouldn't you maybe discuss with Lowry? I don't know or Conley. Yeah. Which speaking of Lowry, this is a good time to bring it up. Um, there was, I don't know if this is real or not, but there's this ESP, picture of an ESPN article going around that apparently claimed that the Clippers and Heat had the deal done for Kyle Lowry to go to the Clippers, but then they needed to get Pat Riley's approval, and Pat Riley was quote unquote resting in his office, mm-hmm. and so they're claiming that Pat Riley fell asleep and was sleeping through the deadline and didn't get a trade done. 
That is classic old people. Which is, it's <laughs> probably not true. I doubt it's true. But if it is, wow, Heat fans got to be pissed. That would be funny. That would be the embarrassment of the century. <laughs> I no hope bad. it's not true. It, it probably isn't. It's probably just No, a, it's probably just a meme. Just but an old person joke. Wow. <laughs> you know, we have Biden and Pat Riley now. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, we're going to move on to uh, the other trade the Clippers did. Yeah, um, they they uh, my my we referenced Mason Plumlee for Reggie Jackson, uh, pretty nothing nothing trade. They got a backup center or maybe he starts over Zubac. Who knows? Um, in exchange for Reggie Jackson, which Clippers fans, I don't think they're very happy with Reggie Jackson this year. I think yeah. he was taking too many bad shots. So, I mean, he's um, proven himself to, that he can be a good player yeah. in the playoffs. But yeah, this year. I don't know. I think yeah. it's probably the last straw, right? Probably. And he's probably going to get bought by the Hornets. I don't think he's going to play for the Hornets. No. Uh, the first report was that he's eyeing the Suns, which <laughs> Reggie Jackson and Chris Ball is a backcourt. Uh, I don't know about that one. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Well, now is the time, I think, we're going to talk about the big Kevin Durant trade. So we already know what happened. Kevin Durant and TJ Warren to the Suns. And then the Nets got... Let's list them off. Michael Bridges, Cam Johnson, they got um, a bunch of first-round picks. Yeah. Five of them. Four first-round picks and a pick swap all through 2029. So that was the biggest trade, um, I I think, probably ever in the trade deadline. Probably. (laughs) I mean, I I could – I yeah, I couldn't it's, name another one. Either that or the James Harden trade to, from the Rockets to the Nets. That's I think true. that was probably bigger, just because it was like a four-team deal. Like Karis LeVert was on the move, Jared Allen was on the move, yeah. uh, Victor Oladipo was on the move. But just the just the, the magnitude of player. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It, uh, Finals MVP. Finals MVP, but he is injured um, yeah. right now. But the there was a report that actually came out this morning that was interesting. It was that the Grizzlies. We're prepared to offer every pick and pick swap they have for Kevin Durant. Hmm. But the Nets, apparently in the offseason when KD requested a trade, promised KD that if he that if things didn't work out, they, they would help him good. trade him to whatever team he wanted. Yeah. And KD picked the Suns. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd pick the Suns too if I was him. Um, I would pick the Grizzlies, just saying. Well, I mean. Uh, I, I think the Grizzlies I, score is better than the Suns score. Yeah, but I'd say Kevin Durant's situation the player he is, he fits a lot better with the players that are with the Suns, right? Because you have a point guard that masters, like, just the pace of the game mm-hmm. rather than, like, a point guard who needs the ball in his hands all the time Yeah, and who's a highlight. And then you have Booker, who he will probably need to turn in more to Clay Thompson, yeah. just catch and shoot, not play off the ball. He will probably have the most uh, time or the biggest adjust- adjustment, in my opinion. Yeah. And then Kevin Durant, you just insert him. Like kind of like the Warriors did, and just put him there. Yeah, and they're then, both both elite lineups with KD, obviously. But I think I would prefer to watch Desmond Bain, Jaw. Uh, they probably would have said trade Jaron Jackson Jr. You, yeah, you or, couldn't tra- you couldn't have Desmond yeah. or uh, and Jackson. You have to trade. Yeah, one. probably trade one of those. But still, Jaw, Stephen uh, Adams, and, and uh, it would be fun. It would have been a lot of fun to watch. But I just think chemistry wise, it works a little bit. And if that was his place that he wanted to go, then yeah, then. He knows, right? He knows yeah. that he's and, uh, open. And in the words of the great Isaiah Thomas, IT4, not the old head from the Pistons, uh, Isaiah Thomas, his thoughts on the trade was uh, that he loves Phoenix because the warm weather is good on the bones. 
So maybe he's wanting to get the good warm weather for the bones, you know? Bones, them bones. Not Bones Highland, the bones <laughs> in his body. <laughs> well, we we kind of want to talk about this more. Um, do you think that this puts the Suns as legitimate NBA title contenders? Oh, contenders? Yeah. Favorites? No, not at all. Um, I I think they're a good team. I don't think that they're a one of the top teams in the West, though. I still think there's good three teams above them in the West. I was talking about it with some some buddies, and I was talking about it. I th- I still think the Warriors are the favorite to come out of the West. I know they're around 500, but I think they they have the best team in the West, the most complete team. I think they have the best shot. We've seen them smoke everyone in the playoffs last year. I think they if they get I, healthy. If they turn it on. Yeah, of course. This is all assuming everyone's healthy, of course. Mm-hmm. If they're all healthy, I'm picking the Warriors to get out of the West. Yeah. Um, but after that, I still take the Nuggets over the over the Suns. I think Jokic, Jamal Murray, Aaron Gordon, Michael Porter Jr. Uh, is still an elite combo. I think it's a more complete team. I take them over that. Yeah. And if we're talking healthy, I take the Pelicans over the Suns. Yeah. I think Zion Williamson is dominant. I think Brandon Ingram can match up well with KD, at least scoring-wise. And Jose Alvarado has proven to be a pest when it comes to Chris Paul. They gave him problems last year in the playoffs without Zion. Seven games. They did. I think that with Zion, I think they can push him to over the edge. They're a little older. They're a little more uh, hurt this year, the Suns are. Um, so I think the Pelicans, I would take the Pelicans in a series. I think the thing that's going to be most important is the depth. Mm-hmm. And in the playoffs, you're going to probably run seven to eight-man rotations. But yeah. even that, you don't even have yeah. a starting five for the Suns. You have a starting no, four. You have a starting four. And even that starting fourth man, DeAndre Aiden, is the laziest, laziest. NBA player yep. I've ever seen. He does not hustle. He will not, and he will not show up in the playoffs. We already know that. So. He doesn't even want to be on the team. He will, he tried to leave the Indiana Indianapolis, and no one wants to go to Indianapolis. Yeah, that's how much he Just hates Phoenix. Anything. Yeah, so he doesn't want to be there. And plus, the, their top three. What's the one thing in the top three has in common? They've all missed at least a month this this season with injuries. That's true. Yeah. So like, yeah, the Suns on paper have a really good team, but they're going to be a good team in two K. But in real life, I'm not scared of them. Because yeah. they don't have a power forward, the, they don't have a bench. So the only thing I would be scared of is just is just Kevin Durant because he he's a winner. Like yes, he, he he's won with the Warriors, right? Like he had he had to have Steph. Like Steph's the real winner. We can say that, but he's the real MVP. But <laughs> Durant, he he has proven that he can win a championship with the right yeah. players, and so that's the only thing is if Kevin Durant plays like insane. He could he could probably take him there, but I do agree with you. If yeah. the Warriors can flip the switch like last year, everyone was like, "Just wait till Clay gets back. Just wait till Clay gets back. Clay gets back. They're all healthy. They go on and yeah, win." Exactly. So this year it's hey, just make the playoffs. Just make the playoffs. I, know. I think everyone's scared of the Warriors too. I they want to admit it. Uh, Jaws like, "Oh, I'm fine in the West." Oh, yeah, he's not fine in the West no more. Yeah, but um, but like we're saying, there's there's a plenty of other teams in the West that can stack up against the yeah. the Suns, and it doesn't put the Suns as a clear clear favorite. I think the West is, it's kind of anyone's game. Yeah, and for all the Suns fans out there thinking, "Oh, we'll get our depth from the buyout market," there's a reason why they're getting bought out. It's because they're not. In the rotation, and the exactly. teams that traded them. Exactly. So, yeah, you're going to have good players like maybe Danny Green or maybe Reggie Jackson or maybe Will Barton. They'll give you a like, five minutes a game, and then they'll be injured. That's not going to be a starting caliber player or a six-man caliber player for you. No. Like, yeah, you got T.J. Warren, but 
He's kind of old. He hasn't really played that much these last couple of years. He looks good this year. Good piece to get in the trade, but he's not going to make a difference. Mm-hmm. You're not deep enough. And Mikel Bridges, you're you're trading someone who has not missed a game his entire NBA That's career. True. You're ma- trading an a extreme constant for a guy who misses more games than anyone. Mm-hmm. So they're miss- they're trading a lot of value, a lot of good players for given one of the top three players in the league probably, mm-hmm. but they have a lot of other holes they need to fill. Exactly, and I think that was one of their strengths when they made the finals was that they had depth, mm-hmm. and they just got rid of all of that. I think I want to talk a little bit about the Nets here. Um, sure, they lost Kyrie and Durant, but they were able to get players from them that are good, that can be inserted, that can be moved, and a bunch of picks. So honestly... It sucks that all that happened to the Nets. Yeah. Um, the whole situation, everyone was petty to each other. But in all, in essence, they got a good, solid rebuilding foundation yeah. now. They have a really and deep we'll team. We'll see what happens. Yeah. They have a deep team of a lot of good role players. Now, I'm surp- I'm honestly surprised they didn't try and flip more of them like they did Jay Crowder because I think they could have gotten a good value out of a lot of them. Mm-hmm. There's a report someone offered four first-round picks from Mikel Bridges. Granted, those are probably like unprotected. They're protect- protected picks from the Knicks, so yeah. they're probably not valuable. But still, they they have a lot of value, and I think this off season, if they want to unload them, they're gonna have a lot of buyers for their pieces. Yeah, you know, they may well, sneak into the playoffs. You though. might not even have to unload either because they're a fifth seed right now. Yeah, uh, in the East, you know, after you know one through three, it's kind of just whatever. So I would, I would say one through four. I put the Cavs in the upper tier. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot about the Cavs. Yeah, yeah. Cavs. Um, but yeah, besides that, everyone is kind of wide open there. Yeah, I think they could still make the playoffs, play in something like that, make a run. They got a good team. You're not gonna find any weaknesses besides Ben Simmons shooting, which is the biggest weakness in the league. Yeah. Um, so you're gonna there's a lot of good defensive players. You're gonna have a hard time scoring, but they're they're gonna have a good future now. Mm-hmm. Although, like I was telling you yesterday, it's gonna be an interesting future because they don't own their own picks. So losing doesn't really make a difference for no. them. Yeah, they can so just like, play. It's kind of like the Celtics when they made the trade with the Nets. was like they own the Nets picks, and they were all pick swaps. Um, so, like, they knew, who cares if our pick is bad? Mm-hmm. We're just going to get the Nets pick anyways and swap with them. Yeah. And so they were able to make these conference finals runs and still have a top three pick. Mm-hmm. And so I think the Nets have this unique opportunity where they have well, all these assets. Well, you know what's going to happen is the same thing with the Celtics yeah. and Nets because – in 20, mm, 2025, I could even yeah. say that. And then on, the Suns ain't going to be Paul's good. not going to be here. Devin Booker might not even be on the team. Yeah. DeAndre Aiden's probably going to fall the off. The Suns aren't, ain't going to be And they're going to be left with. Their window is two years. Who? Their window is two years. <laughs> Damian Lee is going to be a franchise player? <laughs> like who? <laughs> um, but I think we would be amiss not to talk about the real winner of this, the Kevin Durant trade, which is the Houston Rockets. Because the Houston Rockets own all the Nets picks. And so the Nets are bad. The Houston Rockets are going to thrive. They are going to thrive. That's true. So if the Nets just aren't able to get on free agency, they run it back with this kind of mid-team with Spencer Dinwiddie being your best player. Like, they're not going to be good. They're not going to make the playoffs. And the Rockets could be looking at two lottery picks, two high lottery picks. They could. So yeah, I think the Rockets, Rockets are very happy with that trade. Yeah, yeah. Well... I think that kind of does it for all the trades we wanted to talk about. Um, yeah, like we said, is a wild trade deadline. We're going to see what happens to all of these um, these trades. 
Yeah. We wanted to highlight tonight, though. Um, yeah, before you say that, uh, it was going to be Luca and Kyrie's debut, but I just got on vacation saying uh, Luca's probably not going to play. Dang it. So we're going to have to wait we a little bit longer. We're going to wait a little longer to see Luca and Kyrie play. But, uh, you know, get on the Mavs, giving Luca's his rest, making sure he's healthy. Don't want to rush him back. Do they still have the game before the All-Star break? Yeah, they should. There's like They, they should have a couple games. We need to see that before. Um, yeah, hopefully. But that would have been nice to see versus the Kings. It would have been a good one. But anyway, let's let's kind of transition into our bets uh, as we kind of wind down this episode. Um, oh yeah, I, they play the Kings again tomorrow, so I'm sure he just plays maybe, tomorrow. So maybe maybe the second night of a back to back. Yeah. Um, but I finally won one. He did. Well, I have one already, but two. Now I have two. Yeah, it's six to two to one. I'm pretty sure. You're coming back. <laughs> <laughs> He's coming back. The little handicap helped him out. It did, it did. So it nice. props to you, Danon. Uh, the Bulls choked it for me. Uh, they they had it close against the Grizzlies for a while, but they weren't able to finish the job. Yeah. Well, I guess since I am the last winner, we'll start off the Spurs at the Pistons. Uh, Pistons are favorited four. Um, I'll give it to them. I think the that they're at home and I'm not sure if it's Wiseman's debut but that would be cool um, yeah Jason I think Wiseman just drops 30 on him or yeah, something the Pistons aren't favoring very many matchups but against the Spurs at home makes sense the yeah. Spurs are a really bad basketball team especially Yaka Pirtle no longer there oh yeah so that's a good pick um, it should be interesting to see what the rotations the Pistons do because Jalen Duran is a really good center now too mm-hmm. so like they saw Marvin Bagley there Isaiah Stewart so there's going to be a lot of centers. We'll see what see how what James Wiseman fits in. Yeah. But, yeah, I think it's a good pick. Uh, next up is the Suns at Pacers. The Suns obviously probably don't have Kevin Durant yet because he's still injured. Um, and so they are, they're they are shorthanded now, um, and they're going to Indianapolis. And they're minus Indianapolis. They two, might not even have Booker either. They might not. The two-and-a-half-point favorites the Pacers are. Um, I think the Pacers take it to them. I think the Pacers win it. Yeah. It's a good one. Uh, next is Kings at Sixers. Is that right? Yeah. Kings at Sixers. Or, no, because we have the the Mavs. Mavs at Sixers. Right? What is it? Let's see real quick. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that. it's Mavs at Kings. Mavs at Kings. The next one would be Knicks. Knicks, Knicks at, Sixers. at Sixers. That's my bad. It's all right. So, Knicks at Sixers. Sixers are favored six, six and a half. It's at Philadelphia. They're probably pissed about the loss they had against Celtics. I'll take the Sixers. I'm finally taking like that. Yeah. I'm finally taking the Knicks. They're, they're wild, so who knows what's going to happen. It's true. Um, but then we got the Hornets at Celtics. Celtics, they got their entire starting five in the injury report right now. Um, they're at home, though. Their bench squad looked well last game. They're still favored 11. Minus 11 points is a lot. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I I couldn't bring myself not to pick them, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Celtics. But you have to. You can't. Who knows what what Celtics we're gonna see it's today? It's the unwritten rule. You can't bet against our teams. Yeah. The next we have Jazz at Raptors. The Jazz unloaded their team for the most part, and the Raptors kept their team, and they're favored seven. I'll take the Raptors in this one. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, I like the Jazz. The Jazz, you know, they they gutted their roster in that Russell Westbrook trade, so um, they're probably not going to do anything. But, you know, Laurie Marketing can surprise, but I think the Raptors are a good pick. Um, then we got the Rockets at the Heat, and the Heat, of course, Pat Riley's probably still asleep. 
Um, so we got, but they're still minus 12 point favorites against the Rockets. Um, not really sure why that's so high. That feels wild. That's a lot of points. I'm probably gonna take the Rockets. My gut's saying the Rockets cover the spread. I I think so too. Sengun could go off, you know, we don't know. Um, next is Wolves at Grizzlies. Uh, Grizzlies are favored seven. Uh, I'm not sure. T-Wolves. They probably don't have Mike Conley yet. Yeah, and I don't think they definitely don't have D'Lo playing. So yeah, I don't think Cat's uh, playing. I think I'll take the Grizzlies on that one. That's fair, but you know maybe uh, we'll Anthony see. Edwards, newly minted All Star, gets a little motivation. But I think the the Grizzlies smack him. This next one's yeah. good for you. This the next one's huge. <laughs> the Cavs at Pelicans. Um, the Cavs should be healthy. They're on ESPN. It's a primetime game. Zion's still out. Um, I'm probably going to take the Cavs here. I th- My gut says the Cavs win it. I think that they beat the shorthand Pelicans. It's a good pick. Next we have Thunder at the Blazers. Blazers are favored three. Uh, Blazers have dumped a lot of players. Thunder kind of keep their same team. We talking about they got Justin Jackson. Oh, Difference true. maker. Celtics corner. Celtics legend, one. Justin Jackson. <laughs> I'm taking the Thunder. Yeah, that's a good pick. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Dame has his iconic 50 bomb again. So who knows what, what happens that game. That's true. Um, but, yeah, then we move on to the what would have been the game of the night in the Mavs and Kings. Um, it would have been amazing to see Luka and Kyrie play tonight. But, sadly, it's not going to happen. Um, I still think the Mavs win. I think Kyrie beats the the Kings. I think so. I think that the the, the Ma- he looked really good in his first game. He looked happy. He looked confident. It looked like all he cares about basketball game. He looked springy too. Yeah, it looked like the the Cavs Kyrie and like first season Celtics Kyrie. Yeah, he looked like he just wants to be basketball. I think he has a little vendetta against the Nets now. He wants to prove them wrong and show them how stupid they are. I think he has a lot to prove just to the whole league yeah. and to everyone because he's going to be up for a contract. And if he can just prove that he's really good at basketball, then a lot of the stuff behind all the antics will kind of just, you know, yeah, go kind of shadow, away. I think, over time. Yeah, which is what usually happens with these type of things. Yeah. So hopefully he can put it all behind him. The last one we have, the Bucks at the Clippers. Uh, Clippers at home, favorite two points. Bucks not on a little road trip. Well, they don't have to move arenas because they played the L.A. <laughs> they Lakers. <did>. Same arena. <laughs> but nights. Uh, I think, I don't know, I don't think the Bucks will be good on the back-to-back, so I'm going to pick the Clippers. That's probably a good call. The The Bucks low-key struggle against the, the Lakers last night without LeBron or without Westbrook or any of the players. They did. Um, it's a back-to-back as well. Giannis has been on a tear lately. His last couple games have been averaging close to 40, but no one's talking about that. Um, because no one really wants to talk about the Bucks. They're kind of over talked about. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a good pick. I think I think the Bucks will. Um, or I put that in wrong. Um, I'll fix that later. But I think Giannis probably wins that game. As I think he, the Clippers, like I said, I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah, they're they're kind of hit or miss right now, um, especially with all the trades happening. We don't really know what their team's gonna look like right now. But that's kind of the been the story of the NBA recently all these trades happening we don't know what these teams are going to look like we can only just guess until these players start playing and yeah. we'll see what happens as we get towards the all-star game and down the stretch of the season the all-star game will be fun to watch a lot of good storylines there 
Uh, 40% of the East starters are, are in the West now. Well, I guess not KD's replaced. It's not true. Um, so just 20%. But it's going to be good storylines. The bio market's going to heat up. There should be big names there. Uh, they have to sign before March 1st to be eligible for the playoff rotations. So we should see pe- people signing here soon. So it's exciting times. So I love the NBA. It's super fun. It's the best sports league out there. Yep, and we would be ashamed if we didn't mention um, to have a great Super Bowl weekend. Yes, sir. The biggest Chiefs. Bidding, biggest betting weekend in in America this mm-hmm. weekend. So hopefully uh, we see a great game, a lot of, a lot of fun happening, um, good stuff. Yeah, the MVP Patrick Mahomes is going to take over the Super Bowl MVP. I'm calling it now. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what the Jalen Hurts and the Eels have to say about that. Should yes, be sir. a good one. But I think that's going to do it for, for us on Four Wins in June. Thank you guys for listening. We hope you have a great Super Bowl weekend, and we'll catch you on Tuesday.